The Arizona Cardinals lost in somewhat ugly fashion, but things are starting to become more clear, and that's a massive win. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Cardinals, Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. Thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen each and every day. Free and available on all platforms and on YouTube. So, we've got some things to discuss. Uh, Some good, some not so great, but all in all, adding clarity to a very murky, watered situation is a net positive. Because remember, this is not going to be easy. This is not going to be a quick fix. What it is, is the potential opportunity to change the landscape of an organization. But it's going to be painfully slow to start. This episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Locked on today to get 10% off your first month. So the Cardinals lose 38-10. Started off fun to watch. Patrick Mahomes playing backyard football. Anytime you can watch watch Patrick Mahomes, it's fun. Appreciating greatness is a lot better than loathing it when it's not taking place in the team in which you love. Anytime you can watch Patrick Mahomes, it's a good day. And the Cardinals looked okay early on. Wasn't great. Didn't score a whole bunch of points. It's kind of potentially foreshadowing what we're going to witness in 2023, at least until Kyler Murray comes back. Clayton Toon is shortening the gap shrinking the gap between QB1 and QB2 with him and Colt McCoy. Jonathan Gannon looks like he belongs. And I'm going to explain that a little bit more in depth because it could be taken as such a boring and, I don't know, circumstantial is not the right word, but I'm going to discuss what I mean by Jonathan Gannon looking like he belongs. But the biggest issue with Saturday night is one that, isn't necessarily the most surprising, even though it's kind of the most disheartening. And that's the play of Isaiah Simmons. And I've championed Isaiah Simmons since he was drafted, I guess after the initial shock that Steve Kahn didn't take Tristan Wirfs. But it's not Isaiah Simmons' fault that he's not Tristan Wirfs. Let's get that clear. One of the biggest knocks on Andy Isabella was he wasn't DK Metcalf or Terry McLaurin or Deontay Johnson. That's not Andy Isabella's fault that he was taken in the second round instead of those other receivers who have really made a big name for themselves in the NFL. So it's not Isaiah Simmons' fault that he's not Tristan Wirfs. What is borderline Isaiah Simmons' problem, fault, or the fault is not the right word. He hasn't found a home. 
he isn't relied upon to do one thing that he more times than not executes. He hasn't, he doesn't have anything in his skill set besides being able to hit really hard. And we've seen that a lot. Uh, the the two biggest ones to, from two years ago, well, the one is rookie year was the hit on Cam Newton in New England that ended up being a 15-yard penalty that may or may not have ended up in Nick Folks uh, being in position to kick a 50-plus yard game-winning field goal in one of the ugliest games we've seen. That wasn't that wasn't a penalty on Isaiah Simmons, but it was called as such because people don't normally see Cam Newton fly after being hit like he was on the sideline. Two years ago, it was the stop on Derrick Henry on the goal line in Tennessee in week one. And then it was the Trey Lance stop on the goal line that ended up actually knocking Isaiah Simmons out of the game for a bit, but he ended up coming back in. That's what Isaiah Simmons is known for. Massive hits, if anything else. He had arguably the biggest play defensively a couple years ago during the Sunday Night Football um, pandemic flexed game on Russell Wilson that set up the game-winning field goal. Like, Isaiah Simmons has had flashball memories for the Cardinals, but he's never really mm, been Isaiah Simmons that people thought he could be coming out of Clemson. So going into la- going into Saturday night, he just got beat multiple times by second and third string wide receivers. It wasn't good. It wasn't pretty. And the thing that sucks about this is this isn't a Hassan Reddick situation, okay? Hassan Reddick was like playing hide-and-seek on that defense because they didn't know where to put him. They put him somewhere, he had over 10 sacks, and then he went to Carolina, ball down, and now he's Hassan Reddick, the pass rush extraordinaire in Philly. This isn't that. Isaiah Simmons is a little bit trickier, but he doesn't have a home. And he's, I I don't like this cliche, but this is something that kind of is the definition of Isaiah Simmons. Jack of all trades, master of none. And sure, maybe the last regime, including Vance Joseph, didn't do him a whole lot of service early on. But this is year four. So if coaches are continuously trying to put somebody in different spots and it's not working in any of them, it's tough to look at very early on. It's not to say that having two not so great preseason games is completely foreboding that they're not going to re-sign him after this season. Like there's so much football left to be played and he's going to have so many opportunities to show who he is. The thing that stinks is, I mean, he's a good locker room guy. He's a good culture fit guy. You know, it's, you want him to succeed. I've been rooting for, I mean, it's like, imagine having a weapon like Isaiah Simmons strike fear into opposing quarterbacks, offensive coordinators, offensive linemen, whoever it is. And it just hasn't gotten there yet. I can still say yet. Here's the thing, though. On the other side, 
I, you can't compare him to Hassan Redick. I, that's kind of played out. I, I talked about that, you know, two years ago, and it's kind of played out at this point. Isaiah Simmons could fit Hassan Redick in his pocket. That's one thing that I used to say is like, Isaiah Simmons is a large man, 6'3", 245, sub 4, 540. If a defensive coordinator, defensive-minded head coach figures out how to unlock him, he'll be a perennial pro bowler. And I can't help but think, well, Baltimore would do that. Pittsburgh would do that. Belichick would do that. Who knows what Robert Sala can do with the Jets and that defense now that's that's up and coming. Like, you put him on any with any other uniform, you're like, oh, pro bowler. And that's the disconnect that needs to be figured out with Nick Rollis and Jonathan Gannon yesterday. They didn't make this bed, but they're laying in it from what the last person who stayed in this hotel room did to it. Ah, it's not my best. I was talking about Steve Kime. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Clayton Toon, I'm going to keep doing it because I think that I'm right. I think Clayton Toon should be starting week one for the Arizona Cardinals. And I don't know and I don't understand why others don't agree with me. I, I, I don't get it. So I'm going to continue on the Toon train. Ooh, I like Toon train. I like Toon Train. I like that. I'm going to hit that as we roll on here. This episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by BetterHelp. Okay. I've been in therapy on and off for my, you know, my entire life. And I'm actually going back soon. Sometimes in life, we're faced with tough choices. And the path forward isn't always clear. Whether you're dealing with decisions around your career, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Little insight into me. I graduated college in 2000-something or other. I can't remember. 2008, 2009. I was on the Vanna Wilder plan. Okay, we don't need to talk about it. I was working 70, 70 plus hours a week, two jobs, hated my life, didn't know what I wanted to do. I was in therapy. Um, ended up getting introduced to Kwame Lasseter out in Arizona through a mutual friend, changed my life. But through that time, I was really struggling. And I was in therapy once a week, could have been more, but it really just started to unlock understanding of myself. And it, it truly changed my life. And trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. Uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suitable to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. Alex Clancy here, Locked On Cardinals. I just the Isaiah Simmons thing is tough. Uh, thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen. Please go to the YouTube channel, like, subscribe, turn notifications on, leave a comment. I'll be here all year, baby. It's going to be a fun year. And I'm not just saying that to be like, ooh, let's kind of uh, sugarcoat this. Mm -mm. It's going to be a fun year. It's going to be a lot of future pacing conversations. It's going to be a lot of introspection into players who hopefully will be able to be a part of this roster for many years to come. So, 
I just can't, I could talk about, I, I thought, I honestly thought about, and listen, every day, as you know, that I'm pretty open and honest here. Um, I could have done a whole podcast on Isaiah Simmons. He's just such a fascinating case study, uh, character, player, whatever it may be. You just, there are guys that you just kind of root for who is like, if, if, he only can just could just figure it out. If the coaching staff could only figure out where to play him. Now, the 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 tough cloud over the situation now with Isaiah Simmons, it's not that he's played three years and hasn't really amounted to what people had expected after going number eight overall. It's that the new coaching staff has a clock on them. You've got 18 games, one more preseason and 17 games to figure it out. They spent the entire or the majority of training camp having him play with the sec- with the safeties. Now, that's not to say that he's not going to figure it out. Then when Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson are on the field at the same time and the majority of the time, and he kind of plays more of a rover role in the middle of the field where he's not going to have to be in coverage as much, one-on-one coverage, that he could thrive. And that you're not going to want to throw the ball across the middle against somebody like Isaiah Simmons who's just sitting there waiting to eat. But they put so many eggs in that basket as pertaining to him that it may be difficult to shift. I know he's not a traditional edge. I know he's not a traditional outside linebacker. I completely understand that. And if Hassan Reddick, who is smaller, maybe not as fast, and maybe not as crafty, can do it, why not try? I know he's going to be going up against offensive linemen who are bigger than them, bigger than him. I know it's not a traditional fit. And this also isn't like, well, you got to find, you got to, you got to find a spot. You got to find a spot for him. So this hasn't worked. This hasn't worked. This hasn't worked. Let's try edge. That's not necessarily the spot either. I know this isn't a traditional edge rusher situation. He could play standing up outside linebacker. We have no idea what it's going to be for him, but they need to figure out a spot. And they need to figure out before the time runs out. Because the last thing that you want to do is have him walk somewhere else and become a pro bowler. Like seemingly every single damn person that leaves the Arizona Cardinals. I digress. Clayton Toon should start week one. I've seen enough. Colt McCoy has looked bad. The offense has looked bad when he's been on the field. Clayton Toon, even though he's playing against the threes and sometimes the fours of opposing defenses, has played with more fervor and more flexibility with this offense than Colt McCoy has. It's zero benefit to the Cardinals, to start Colt McCoy week one. Having said that, because people read one tweet that I say, and they're like, well, then you're saying that Clayton, that Col- stop it. I'm not saying that Clayton Toon is a better quarterback than Colt McCoy. That's a dumb argument to have. Either way, what I'm saying is Clayton Toon has shown enough to where he should start week one. If he turns into Nathan Peterman, you pull him. This is going to be a clunky, non-sexy start to the season until Kyler Murray comes back. You know what Colt McCoy is. If he was a starting quarterback in the NFL, he would have started a whole hell of a lot more games than he has during his last during the decade and a half he's been in the league. Colt McCoy is fantastic for the Arizona Cardinals. It's not a matter of who's better, who's worse, who's going to win the job. This job is going to be given to somebody by default to be the substitute teacher until Kyler Murray comes back. There are a couple things I do know. 
the ceiling for this offense is significantly higher with Clayton Toon than it is with Colt McCoy. So why not start him until he shows that he's not ready to play at the NFL level? It's not about selling it to the fans. It's not about selling it to the fellow players. It's not selling about the, selling it to the defense. It's not about Drew Petting. It's not about none of that. It's about this quarterback will be a substitute until Kyler Murray comes back. Do you want to reinvigorate a fan base who has been put through everything? You start Clayton too. And see what happens. This is going to be a, let's see what happens here. And this isn't a gamble. This isn't a risk. Starting Cole McCoy is as much of a risk as starting Clayton Toon because you've got speed on the outside. You've got a new age offense skill position player group on the offensive side of the ball. You've got an improving offensive line. But if you want to be able to unlock that talent and that speed, ain't no way Colt McCoy is going to be able to do it. Clayton Toon may be able to do it, which is better than a no. And as a byproduct of that, and this is no reason why you should be starting Clayton Toon, but it's a byproduct. It's an ancillary piece of the story is that you're going to be able to see what this offense looks like with Kyler Murray a lot more closely with Clayton Toon than with the statue Colt McCoy in between the tackles in the pocket. It's like you're going to be watching Clayton Toon as practice squad Kyler Murray on a different team when you have a practice squad quarterback mimic the opposing quarterback you're going to be facing that week but you're going to see it in-house. You're going to be able to tweak. You're going to be able to prod. Drew Petzing is going to be able to evolve before Kyler Murray comes back to see how this offense fits with the skill position players the Cardinals have. Cole McCoy has looked bad. Clayton Toon has looked like a rookie, but at least he's made some excellent throws where it's like, okay, that's an NFL throw. That's an NFL throw. Is he a better quarterback than, Clay- than Cole McCoy? Who cares? This isn't like, uh, you know, what? somebody was like, hey, you know what? I want to start for an NFL team one day. Okay, kiddo, there you go. That's not what this is. Clayton Toon quarterbacked a team that was on the fringe of making the college football playoff two years ago. He threw 40 touchdown passes last year. I know that college doesn't translate to the NFL always, but listen. Clayton Toon has a skill set that can keep Cardinals – keep the Cardinals in games a lot more than Colt McCoy can. He's got a skill set. Now, will that translate to the regular season when you have full, you know, you have a full pass rush, you've got good corner. Like we don't know. We do know that Colt McCoy will not be able to realize the true power of this offense like Clayton Toon could. We know that Colt McCoy won't be able to. We don't know what Clayton Toon can do. And that's incredibly fascinating and fun. And you know what? Let's see what happens. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. Jonathan Gannon looks like an NFL head coach. And I'm loving it. This episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by FanDuel. Football season is about to kick off, and FanDuel has given you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. 
Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. You can use your bonus bets on spreads and player props and over-unders and more. Like, this is the time of year. Single game parlays are awesome at FanDuel. Take two or three bucks, and you can bet on seven or eight things to happen. If they all happen, you win a big prize. It's pretty awesome. You can use bonus bets for that. That's pretty sweet. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. I will say one more thing. Like with this, keep them. Okay. You bet on a Super Bowl winner. You can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. So if you want to take a long shot, that's going to win 10 or 12 games. You get a little juice and then you have the potential chance for a big payout. If your long shot wins, like, it's an no-brainer. Again, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel.com slash locked on. All right. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Go to the YouTube channel, please. Search Locked on Arizona Cardinals. Hit subscribe button. You're going to want to be on this train for this season. It's going to be a whole hell of a lot of fun. Led by Jonathan Gannon. And the Cardinals looked okay against Patrick Mahomes early. Really after the after halftime, aside from Clayton Toon playing, it doesn't really matter. Um, guys fighting for roster spots. But, you know, Jonathan Gannon looks like an NFL head coach. That's great. We know we don't know what he's going to be. Okay, that's great. Fantastic. You can continue to use that line of thinking. Well, I know you are, but what am I? You're, I'm rubber and you're glue. That was those people. Um, growing up, not adults. I'm rubbing your glue. I mean, I feel like that's a elementary school thing. I mean, I dabbled, but I've since grown up. Jonathan Gannon on the sideline. Jonathan Gannon with post-game uh, clips, words that come out of his mouth that are different than, oh, we got to check out the tape. We got to watch the tape. Yeah, we, we got to see. We got to get better. We got to watch the tape. He's owning his role, Okay. He is leading this team. So while there was a stark difference between week one of the preseason and week two as it pertained to the points scored from both teams, this team has a leader. This team has two young coordinators who are starting to mold their respective sides of the ball in an adult way. Why am I having this segment before the season starts? Because it's nice to see something different. And not different in name only because there's new coordinators, new head coach, etc. Even though the Cardinals got lambasted this past Sunday, the fight was still there. The resolve was still there on offense. The offense was able, was amoeba-like. It was malleable. It wasn't, these are the plays we're going to run, and hopefully it'll work. Drew Petzing's offense looked different with Colt McCoy and Clayton Toon. Clayton Toon was able to extend plays, so obviously things are going to look a little bit different. Greg Dorch got his targets. Andre Bocelli got his targets. Holly Brown got a couple touches. The run game looked pretty good still with Keontae Ingram. Like Things are moving in the right direction. And with this thought that I've had that I'll continue to say is this Jonathan Gannon's like the president and there's a cabinet around him. It's going to be a group effort. 
to completely shift the trajectory of this organization. He's just a couple steps ahead of everybody else leading the way. And so far, so damn good. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. I'll talk to you tomorrow.